This is We Are What We Overcome. What you're about to hear are the ramblings and reflections of three ordinary people, drawing on their own personal and occasionally professional experiences. These conversations are unprepared, subjective, and should not be taken as medical advice or instruction. Anyone seeking help should always carry out their own research, or better yet, speak to a professional about their circumstances. Aha, great. There we go. All right. You can release your video. Oh, I don't know what I know that means. Anyway, all right. We all good? Rate her up in that case. Five. I'm going to go either side. Four. Yeah, three. I guess I'm looking at my fingers at the same time. We Are What We Overcome on this occasion features musician Matt McGuinness, improviser Nick Tyler, and psychotherapist Wes Evans. Sit back, enjoy, and remember, it's good to talk. Hello and welcome to We Are What We Overcome, a podcast about guys talking about their mental health and health and stuff in the world. Uh, Lovely to see you. It is currently the end of December 2022 and we are catching up in that small gap between Christmas and New Year, the grundle of the festive season, if you will. Uh, And this evening we're going to talk about health, uh, both physical, mental, I guess how they relate together uh and stuff along those lines uh but before we do that we'd like to check in and make sure that everyone is cool i'm going to put down the things that are too close to my hand that i'm instantly playing with because i'm at my desk and i have lego it's very bad hands out of the way uh and let's let's see how folks are mr wes how are you i'm gonna have to, I'm gonna sit on my hands i am i am well thank you yeah um talking of health you know i mean all right not quite as an extreme as a story as other people's, but I did have a period of being quite unwell um, in the run-up to Christmas. Um, ended up not really, not really been able to breathe very well. So that wasn't very nice. Um, I had some kind of flu thing that turned into a lung chest breathing thing, basically. Uh, seems quite prolonged, but happy to report that I'm well off the back end of that and feeling pretty good physically. Um, Christmas and all that jazz, not too bad, like you say, in that weird in betweeny bit. Uh, what about you, Matt? How are you doing? I'm good. Breathing is important, by the way, Wes. You realize that, don't you? that, is, that is a crucial part of things, yes. But I wasn't um, surprised or anything like that. Yeah. So, so, I'm just gonna say I'm fine because uh, <clears throat> I think we should we could chat in a bit about it rather than taking over this bit about what happened to me. But I, I actually mm. feel quite good today, I think. Pretty uh, mentally speaking, I, I feel pretty pretty solid. Yes, excellent. Uh, I also am quite well. I'm enjoying this uh, silent space between Christmas and New Year. We haven't really seen anyone for days, uh, which is kind of my perfect world state. So I, I'm very happy. I've been just lying on the sofa doing nothing, um, but dragged myself out to go swimming for the last couple of days. Uh, at seven o'clock this morning, I got out of bed. So I'm super pleased with myself uh, and feeling much better as a consequence. Uh, wow, so yeah, really very ready nice. to talk about well, health. I know. Did you get Sorry? out of seven this morning to go swim by changing the clock so it was the right? It was a time later or something. How did you do it? No, no, no. I I decided last night at about one o'clock when I went to bed. I was like, you know, what? I'm going to go swimming tomorrow, and I could go either at lunchtime or I could go first thing in the morning and then do other things with my day, whatever it is that I do normally. And and I actually I actually woke up and left the bed at the time that my That's alarm incredible. went off. I was shocked. That yeah, I know I haven't been up before. I haven't got out of bed for half eleven since I broke up for Christmas. Wow. So yeah, um, I'm probably going to fall asleep partway through this. Good. That'll be all right. <laughs> 
So, um, health things then. Um, yeah. Should we do? Should we do Matt's first? Because I, I feel like Matt has like the best claim to a health story relevant, at the moment. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I think I mean I mean sure you can breathe or whatever, but Matt definitely wins on this. I think. Uh, so yeah, so the, the the short version was that I had a heart attack about um, five six weeks ago, five weeks ago. I don't know, twenty seventh of November, whatever that is, four four weeks, isn't it? There you go. Time flies when you're having fun. Um, and and I got out of hospital about two weeks ago. And it was quite a shock. Obviously, on the day, it was pretty, pretty severe. For I surprised how long it lasted. Actually, it was about forty-five minutes. Um, and then, you know, the short version is through a wonderful NHS and drugs and everything else and stuff. Uh, I got a very good prognosis that I should be fine going forward. I got to take loads of drugs for next year and then and then some more forevermore. But uh, and I've just got I'm just tired. I, mean, I just I just have this weird thing that um, in terms of recovery that I just sometimes I was out with some friends the other night. And I just said, oh, I need to go home. And it felt really rude. You know, I've got to go. Bye. You know, but I, there's, there's, there's no grace period anymore at the moment. You know, I can't just go. Oh, I'm a bit tired. I need to go in about an hour. I just it's like 10 minutes or whatever. Mm, it's a great card to be able to play. Mm. I, I gotta go, guys. Future, I, yeah. I had a heart attack. Oh, I gotta so. go. Mm. I know it was ten years ago, but you know. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. We'll watch out for that one. Oh man, that's. I mean, I'm so glad that you're well and that you've recovered, obviously, and that we we are able to have these silly conversations now. Yeah. Mm. I, I was, I was going to ask you, yeah, what what did it feel like? Not so much what it felt like to have a heart attack, because I've seen those descriptions and that sounds tops. Um, mm. But what what did it feel like emotionally? Yeah, to be having a heart attack. I think do you know it was funny because I think there was it's going to sound bad, but there was actually quite a lot of benefits to it in, in some sense in retrospect. You know, because uh, if you if you take a sort of dispassionate view of it, well, you know, so I I mean there was a point where I thought I was in tr serious trouble. You know, because uh, it just wasn't getting any better. In fact, it was getting considerably worse. And no, when you don't know what it was as well, what it is, it makes that even worse. And even even if you think you know, it's um, and so there was a there was a really the first sort of few hours, and then and the, and the first ten hours of sitting on a trolley on a in a, in a corridor uh, in a hospital, which we can talk about later, um, with lots of other people, you know, lots of there was a lot of people in the same corridor who clearly shouldn't have been there, but they had nowhere else to go. They didn't know what they were doing or where they were and stuff, you know. And so all that was horrific, and uh, trying to trying to put yourself in a place where you think it's important they see you, but then there's all these other people, so you're thinking actually they should see them. Do you know what I mean? That that that, that was that was bad. So the first 24 hours was bad, and and then the only other time it was bad Your was when I was getting. But what you noticed. Well, a system maybe. Then. Yeah, and 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 the only other time it was bad, just the sort of few hours before, during, and immediately after the the main um, uh, procedures where they they you know tell you they were immediately going to tell me how bad it was afterwards, how much damage it had done, and what the prognosis was. Like you know, in two minutes, and I was like, so they I mean they can basically have said anything, couldn't they? You know, um. But it was it was a good good prognosis and uh, but it must I, have been I think, yeah it was I mean it, it was scary in a, in a in a 
well, I was sat on a bench at this event I was at and just couldn't do anything. I was just, you know, it was awful. And I, and I, it was weird because I was, um, I was sitting there thinking, I'm, I, I, this is the probably the only time me and an absolute confirmed religious nutter uh, have anything in common, because I was sat there absolutely convinced. I wasn't bothered about the dying bit because, you know, I, 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 I have no time for sort of, you know, Sagittarius or whatever else you want to call it, or Pixies or all that sort of stuff. You know, so I knew for a fact that when I was dead, I was just dead, and that was the end of it. You know, and I, and I I was sat there smiling, thinking people who are very religious must feel exactly the same way. You know, if they're completely convinced there's some other fairyland, then they they must feel exactly like I do now. You know, um, and so it wasn't about that. It was just about the kids and, and friends and you know and, and Sam and stuff. And and also as well, I'd had lots of plans I've got for the next two years. And it just felt like I was being robbed of, you know, finally had something in mind of what I was going to do and what I wanted to do for a long time. Um, so, yeah, it was quite a weird feeling, actually. Where is Death it left? Just... Hey? Where are you left after this now, then? Like... Um, what, do you mean mentally? Or... Yeah, yeah. Whether it's, I don't know, without kind of leaning into cliches or things that people say but like as far as perspective goes or or just how that, you know. well, that, that's so that's another one that was great that i had to, I had somebody come around they, they have, obviously have people cardiology nurses and and people about good health and stuff coming around and chatting with you and and uh, a junior doctor was chatting with me and she said uh, you know lots of people after this you've got to be careful because people re-evaluate what they're doing and you know and and you know it's almost like a midlife crisis you sort of decide that uh and i just said and i didn't want it to come across arrogantly although i think it did i had none of that because i thought i'm i'm with the people i want to be with and the things i've got to plan to do exactly what i want to do uh it changes nothing you know uh which you've got to be careful isn't it because that can be seen as arrogant but it wasn't i felt like it, it, it was quite life-affirming in a strange way well, that is still something, isn't it? It kind of, like you say, it kind of confirms that things are how you, you want them to be. Yeah. yeah that's quite well, that was, that was also the reason why I was upset, because I was worried that I just, I'd got it, and I was gonna, it was going to get taken away from me right yeah, you got right the last. Stuff ahead of you. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's, that's mean. Do, do you know what the cause of it was? Was it, was it a stress thing? Was it like so, eating too much bacon? I don't know. What, I don't know what caused well, it. Lots of things. Yeah, the two, I mean, the two issues are that one is that, um, you know, I had a, a good, another good conversation, you know, about how people always want an answer. It's this reason. And quite a lot of the time, that's just nonsense. You know, there isn't any definitive answer. Um, but I mean, it was down to uh, the arthritis I've got, maybe. And it was down to a bit of stress. Um, but that was it. I mean, the, the guy who did the, uh, the whole... Um, checking what was actually wrong the, the main thing in sheffield he just said oh you're in a really fortunate position this blockage has cleared itself uh you've got a very little damage from it or oh, i can see where it was um lots of people are walking around this earth and don't know what's wrong with their arteries and the heart stuff uh the only and the only factors you've got that mean you'd have another heart attack is the fact that you're 55 and male you know so um you'll be 56 I mean, soon so you'll be fine mm. 
Yeah, well, I was. Do you know what? It, it must have taken the sales out of me because I had all these people all around me and lying down on this thing with this. And so they were chatting and saying, there's 56 of male. And, and he said, oh, there's nothing you can do about that. And I nearly said, isn't that the sort of operation you could offer me so I could, you know, get rid of one of those factors? But I, I just wasn't yeah. that happy. No, that's good. <laughs> oh, well, I imagine you were not. Yeah, it's, it's not. It I can imagine how retrospectively you it. feel quite good about it. Mm. Oh, well. I'm sure it was devastating. They missed those gags. Do you know what? It's the time, the place, and it, it's it's all about timing. And I missed it. <laughs> and your audience. Had you? Yeah. That's a shame. So, how do you feel? How do you feel now? You know, you're going to be on a bunch more drugs. Do you feel? Do you feel more mortal? Do you feel more like more keenly aware of your health state than you did before? Uh, I mean. I, I'm just worried. I think that that's the only thing that bothered. But they told me all this stuff, you know. I'm absolutely knackered. I can be all right for an hour or two, like normal, and then I just suddenly get really tired. And you have to build it up, you know, with you know more and more exercise. And um, and I'm I'm worried that it's going to happen again. They told me that. That's exactly what everyone has. There's a session that you could go to for eight weeks, which I want to start in a week or two's time. Um, it starts on Friday the 13th as well, which which I thought was appropriate. Um, and I guess that will help me a lot because I mean I I do, you know, you, you just worry that it's going to happen again, don't you? That's the although the stuff they've told me, it seems like in a it's highly unlikely, you know, because I'm on you know lots of different drugs that would stop it from happening again, and also there's no real cause to it. Um. But people have been ace. I mean, you know, all them, and and we had to cancel the first six or seven shows of the tour, so it's been put back to April. But all the theatres instantly, within about two, even though they put it out in the press, within a couple of days they came out with a new date, and they're very supportive. And people are just ace on them. You know, I mean, people get a hard deal in the papers in the press, but generally people are smart, I think. Well, this you seem to come out this far more optimistic about humanity than usual. This is very good. Yeah. I know. Yeah, I'll have to change that. We should have scheduled. Yeah, we should have scheduled for you for this a long time ago. This sounds, this sounds yeah, great. This is the negative. What's going on? Yeah. No. <laughs> Maybe I need to have another one to put put it back into sync. Yeah. <laughs> it's a heart attack for that to become upbeat. <laughs> oh my yeah. god, this is amazing. It's, it's interesting, yeah, isn't it? I, 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 that, this period of <laughs> yeah, man, this period of recovery is going to be frustrating, I'm sure. And building back up to it, that's yeah. I, for me, whenever I've, I mean, I've not been like properly on well like that, but I've broken plenty of bones, and and it's the not being able to do the things that I think I should be able to do that I find most aggravating, and not not just aggravating, but I find that enraging. Um, I don't handle that well. Not being able to do just whatever I want to do. Like when I broke my hand a couple of years ago. Like, well, your hand's in a cast now. You can't go swimming. <laughs> but there's nothing else I want to do. You can't type properly. You can't hold a mobile phone in your right hand. And that lack of capacity, I found, really grated and was went on for far too long. Hopefully, you'll be a little bit more resilient than I was. It was interesting, actually, because the, the one activity they, they clearly said not to do until after they started doing the cardio rehab thing is swimming, which I thought... You know, you'd be supported, it'd be all right. And but it's in all the literature, it just says don't do it until you, you you're signed off that you can do it. Which is you can still drive, but you can't go swimming. 
Just I guess if you have a heart attack while you're underwater, that's probably not great for getting you out. Well, it's not great if you have a heart attack whilst you're driving at 70 miles an hour, either. Yeah, but everyone in a car is a murderer anyway. It's fine. Yeah, that's true. You, but... you just join in. It's fine. Just a different reason. It's strange. Do you yes, know as well, though? It's I mean, we could have a rabbit on about the NHS and stuff like that. But we were saying before, I do feel that the uh, there's something I'm missing in the hospitals because as f- phenomenal as they are and the staff are, and they're obviously fighting uh, under-resourced and everything, it's a terrible place to get better, isn't it? You know, aside from the, the essential equipment, I don't know whether you find it when you've been in there. I mean, it's just massive grey walls and, you know, and... and disturbance 24 hours a day and really crappy food and you know and people who are under who are, who are negative places aren't they stressed <laughs> and, the, and the staff who are overworked and you know it's rubbish yeah. isn't it i mean there must uh, be I, had a, I had another friend who was in hospital for a few weeks not long before christmas either he was also not very well and yeah a lot of his experience was this is this is not a place where i can get well i'm i'm stressed by being here um, you know, I can't do anything. I'm surrounded by random strangers and stuff. Yeah, it, it doesn't feel like a positive experience. Whenever I've been to hospital, it's mostly for A and E from some stupid accident, and even that's oh. stressful. Yeah, it's like, oh my god, well, stressful because yeah, I'm an idiot, so I've hurt myself. But also, like, I don't know if I'm going to get fixed here. Is this going to happen? I've spent oh. what is it, nine hours waiting to be seen for a concussion. Uh, during which time I went, went all the way through the concussion and back out the other side, uh, which was interesting to do in a waiting room. And you just, I don't know, nothing nothing about the place seems conducive to becoming well, which is really strange. As we used to have like hospice and care stuck, and stuff, but that doesn't feel like the same thing either. And you're stuck in a room with, the only reason why you're in a room with seven other people the only connection you've got is the fact that they've got roughly the same thing wrong with them. But you're stuck in there 24 hours a day with people. And, and, and you know, it must be the same for them, for me, you know, for anyone, you know, you just, you're obviously trying to make the most of it. And you, and, and you're trying to, I mean, I spent, which I'm sure neither you believe, I spent the first three days not trying to respond to somebody who was opposite me, who kept saying things generally. Um, but, but it just, I suppose his sort of ridiculous, ridiculous proclamations about how he knew more than the, you know, the specialist nurses and doctors and stuff. I mean, they just, it just got to a point where I had to say so because it was just pissing me off. I mean, it's just a ridiculous thing to say, you know, um, but it isn't great, is it? You just sat there like trying to contain all this stuff inside you for three days whilst getting better <laughs> listening to this. <laughs> And then, and then you've got the quandary I had. If I start going off on one, it's not fair on everybody else. Plus, it's I'm, one thing I did think was I need to just not be so concerned about the minutia of life anymore because it's ridiculous. And so here's a prime example of someone. What, it's going to do no good. So I lasted three days, and then he didn't listen to me, but it, I felt better anyway. And then they came and tranquilized you for everyone else's peace and quiet. <laughs> no, they're all right because he was just, guy with was, a gun. <laughs> I mean, he was saying saying things like, "Yeah, oh, isn't it terrible? These people they go to university and they learn loads of stuff, and then they come out and tell you stuff like they know better than you." Mm. I was like, eh, "That's mm. the point of university, Nobby. You know, that's the whole fucking point." Well, no one likes an expert. That's been well established, hasn't it? You know, why why would you want someone's expertise when you're in a situation where you require it? Oh, oh man. Yeah. 
but yeah, so that is strange. Mm. But that 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 um and and that 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 first twelve hours of sat on a hospital trolley in a corridor, head to toe with about thirty or forty other people, with one doctor running up and down trying to decide who was next. Uh, that's not good, is it? I mean, it, it was like something you see off a film. It's just rubbish. I, I, I think that's. A, mm-hmm. It's well, okay. I, do you know? I, th- I, I that's one of the positives I'll take from it because obviously I get involved in some politics, but now when it comes up about the NHS, I, I do feel like I've had first-hand experience of two different hospitals, both in the same position. So people can say any smart-ass comments they want about this, that, and the other, and we're 14% above this or 20% below that. Makes no odds, does it? And 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 the saddest thing was listening at like sort of three in the morning to three or four people at different ends of the corridor who didn't know who they were, what they were, and why they were there in the first place. And they quite clearly were forget that the actual corridor, but the hospital itself, they weren't in it, shouldn't have been in that hospital. And you know, we should look after them better than that. It's just ridiculous. Sounds like you've had quite an experience. Mm. I've had several family members in hospital for prolonged chunks of time, and obviously it sucks. I think it's it's the powerlessness that I think always got me as a visitor. That you know, you I, while you're there, you you're not in charge of what's going on. You've you suddenly lost all agency with your life because you're like, you're going to lie in this bed for X number of days. We're going to feed you. We're going to come and talk to you. We're going to poke you with stuff on our schedule, not on your schedule. Um, yeah, you, people can come see you at certain times, maybe. We can't tell you when you're getting out. We can't necessarily tell you when you're getting better. And that, I that I think that's the bit that blew my mind when I've been yeah. to see people in hospital. Right? Where there's, you have no control, no no control over your life. And I think that's that kind of disempowerment is really striking. It's also striking how quickly people become kind of institutionalized to it, where you get used to being woken up at five in the morning to have someone, you know, change your drip or your catheter or whatever and you know that you're going to have four hours of crappy sleep before the lights turn on and there's going to be loads of noise and I found that quite fascinating to watch how uh, even my dad who is not unlike Matt in being involved in far too many things constantly doing a billion things has a billion ideas a billion things he wants to do at any second of the day when he was in hospital for a couple of months he calmed down so much so fast it was amazing it's like they drugged him and maybe they did maybe they should have done but he suddenly weirdly adapted to this life that is the absolute antithesis of anything that he normally does and it was quite freaky to see did not make me at all comfortable although yeah it's probably better for everybody else that he did adjust to it yeah weird they were very on on with the whole mental health thing though. I mean they were they were they were had a few different people coming around chatting about how it affects you and what's uh did the, you know what routes that are available for support and all that stuff because you know I get I guess for a lot of people um having a heart attack and then going out afterwards and and then I, I think the bit in the hospital it feels supported doesn't it? it feels like you're sort of We've said this before. It feels like you're special because you're in a ward and was looking after you and stuff. But then once you go home, you're just back to the same old, same old. But you've had a heart attack. Do you know what I mean? So, and that's I think that must be quite difficult for people to deal with mentally. Um, on top of the fact of thinking, you know, is this it? You know, can I can I still think I might do the four minute marathon or whatever it is? Yeah. 
well there's that plus there's how much you've freaked everybody else out uh, um you know not in a, i don't mean that in a mean way but yeah i'm sure sam and the kids and everybody else were somewhat freaked out by the whole thing you know we were when we heard about it not obviously as close and nothing we can do about it but it's still like what oh and yeah that impact on the impact of our, of our health on others is a strange thing you know knowing that what we do or what we don't do can have such a direct impact on how other people feel and on you know well and on their lives you know as you as you said earlier you know i just got everything sorted and it's like oh man it's all gonna get taken away now that's not it's the same it was, it was weird well. to see, actually you know and, and 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 it you know sometimes people can be a bit funny about messages and stuff but i got so many messages in the first sort of 48 hours or a few days it was it was ace because um it was a really crappy time you know and and, and so constantly people writing a, a decent message was was good and, and it but you're right it was seeing sam and the effect it had on air was quite hard to take actually you know because mm-hmm. in the back of your mind you're thinking uh you know if you had a died it would be <laughs> the effect would have been you know 20 times worse or whatever mm-hmm. else it was and, and you're sort of seeing it first time aren't you and there is jack all you can do about it because if you lie there in hospital and you're rigged up to a load of stuff you can't really say don't worry it'll be fine because you're like <laughs> it's not a compelling argument at that point is it yeah. Yeah, everything's fine right. uh, and i so, guess yeah, you know, aside, underneath you were wondering if it was going to be fine at, at one point weren't you you know yeah no i was, I was generally uh, i mean i i wrote um i was i was worried because I, I, I wanted to speak to the kids and to Sam um, but I didn't want to worry them but I didn't want to miss the opportunity I, I was thinking that you know this is the you don't know what's going to happen in the next bit so I don't want I hate things that are left unsaid and and, and I just wanted to, one last time to be clear with them you know what I thought of them and, and where we were um, and so that was difficult to deal with because I, I didn't want to I was thinking, oh, am I hamming it up? You know, am I really in that bad place? And am I going to make them even more worried? And um, and so, uh, yeah, that that was hard. And so, I wrote a lot of songs. So that and, and you know, uh, um, I suppose that was a way of doing it. You know, that'd be so a cheery album. About, well, <laughs> well, yeah. I'm just going to say we 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 would think we'll talk about health and how you know physical health and mental health are very connected and um i suppose themes that have popped up throughout this conversation so far have been stuff around how you know anxiety and worry related to health or like how your health changing can change your perspective and outlook and things like that but i suppose it's it's also about kind of like health and well the prospect of death i suppose as well is what we're talking a little bit about here as well aren't we Yes, I, I suspect you're right because it's always the the unspoken but like logical conclusion. Like, if you're not healthy, then you're probably going to die. It seems it you know, seems to be like the end of that of that road, doesn't it? And yeah. I must admit, I remember in in my twenties, I was like, you know, before I'm thirty, I'd like to get into a routine where I get up in the morning and I do a bunch of like sit ups and push ups, and you know, like really good like basic maintenance routine that will keep me healthy uh, and will make me live longer or whatever 
I thought the same thing when I turned 40. Uh, and I've still not, not yet put such a thing in place. But it, it's there's, there's always something like at the back there that you know we need to need somehow yeah, to get it. Yeah, seven to go swimming, Nick. That's not that bad, is it? Yeah, yeah I know. It's bad. very rare, though. It's very rare. No, and I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm tolerably fit. Um, I could definitely be fitter. But I'm also very aware that I've got really bad asthma, and I'm already on a bunch of drugs for like blood pressure and asthma and stuff. Is it four different asthma drugs? Yeah, something like that. Two for blood pressure and stuff. And you're like, oh, th this this already doesn't look great. Uh, at what, 44? Oh, what's that, another 10 years? I don't know. Um, and for me, like having having those, you know, I take I know, a fistful of tablets every day and a whole bunch of inhalers. And those I find are always an interesting reminder of not necessarily mortality, but of the frailty of this like puff paste of skin and bone that mm. barely fits together properly. And I feel like I think when you're saying that you'd had you know, breathing problems earlier this month, you know, with you know, whatever weird flu RSI cold thing you ended up with, it's like, yeah, I know that doesn't feel good because that's like one of your one of the most basic properties that we have. A little bit like Matt's heart beating properly, you know, mm. being able to breathe is feels like like a, a really critical function, and it's weird when you don't have it. Yeah, it, no, you're right, and it's like you say, just. I suppose it just gets me thinking about the, the things you could take for granted and stuff as well, you know. So, like, Matt, you were talking about suddenly just think, I need to go home, you know, because you're knackered or you, you've had enough, you can't take any more kind of thing. And it's different, but in a similar kind of way, like when I was in the middle of that kind of illness, I couldn't walk around very easily at all, you know. And uh, and it, it made my mind go forward into, like, the future almost and think, like, it, you know, this is this is what it could be pretty soon if I like if I don't take care of myself, kind of thing. You know, um, so not to sound dramatic or anything, but um, it but is yeah. an insight in one way, isn't it? Well, yeah, yeah, it is. You know, um, and I suppose just what you were talking about, Nick, about these kind of the things that can remind you, of, you know, about our frailty and and spur on these little often temporary spells of wanting to take better care of yourself and stuff i mean we're in the <laughs> we're in the in-between of christmas and new year aren't we and it won't mm. so there's a spate of new year resolutions and all that kind of stuff a lot of which usually are about kind of taking better care of oneself and stuff like that but I was because they they ask me all those questions about stuff, and I thought you know they obviously hear stuff from people, and, and it's a it's a lie or it's a you know understatement like how much do you drink and stuff, and so um and and so they asked they asked me that, and I said oh, I would drink too much, and um and he said what is that? I said I, I don't really know, but it's you know it's sort of sort of had a guess and stuff, and he said oh you know do you need um do we need to give you some like drugs so that you don't have the shakes or something. And I said, no, no, I'm, there are there are quite a lot of times when I don't drink. You know, I'm, I don't have a problem with it. And so eventually he, he, he went away from that and it was fine. There was no problems. And then and I sat there the next day, a new guy came in, he sat down, really honest guy. And so he said, he did the same thing with him. How much do you drink? And he said, oh, um, maybe we should go I don't really know. Maybe you should go via categories. And the guy went, what do you mean? He said, well, gin-wise, let's talk about gin first. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's too much. If you've that's got an organised mind. 
Oh, yes. It is funny, those lies, isn't it? Uh, the things that, that we that we feel obliged to to hide as well as uh, to reveal with those with those things. It's strange, isn't it? And I wonder what the, what the overall effect is of those little moments where we recognise our our frailty and mortality. Partly because it's we so rarely do anything about it. Yeah, like you said, where like, yeah, this Christmas I've been looking at kettlebells in Argos. I don't know why. <laughs> I got no interest. Well, I like, I've obviously glanced this idea. Well, I could be a bit healthier if I did like resistance training, which I'm plainly never going to do. But yeah, you know, I, I could buy a lump of cast iron and use it to hold the door open for sure. Oh, oh my, my god. god! Wow, is it good? Do you use it? Or does it hold the door open? Say that again, sir. A mystics, my ear. Do you, use, do you use it, or is it? Does it just hold the door open? I mean, I have used it. <laughs> <laughs> I did a rep then to pick it up to show you. No, that looked good. You did the whole like wrist rotation thing. Hmm. Supported it nicely. I've been watching the videos. <laughs> yeah, but I am fascinated by the idea that we then don't do anything about it. I, that's the bit that I, I find fascinating. It makes sense yeah, that we grasp weird. on mortality occasionally. But yeah. What is that we then just... thing that means that, you know, everything feels so crucial, important, profound and and jarring one minute but then i mean maybe we're maybe we're being a little bit too generalistic maybe, maybe that's not for everybody but i can think of several times throughout my life where i've been quite struck by this kind of feeling that we're talking about made big changes at certain times as well and sometimes a reflection of something that's happened to me and sometimes to someone around me um you know in regards to health and things like that but um, yeah, what is that? Why, why is that only temporary? You know, it's maybe it's fascinating, though, isn't it? Hmm. I, I, I assume I it's something. Hmm. Go on, you go. I was going to say, I assume it's something to do with you know our, our, the way that we're propelled forward through time, you know, and those feelings don't don't last in the same way that, you, or or at least they can't keep up with the constant pace of change or at least just maintaining your life. You know, like the, I want to get up at six every day and do a thousand push-ups. Yeah. You know, I might manage that. Well, I might manage three push-ups and do it once, but maybe there's too much change. You know, all too often you catch up with the, well, actually I need to be at work at nine. And really, I'm gonna, I need seven hours sleep. Quite kind of routine and regimented with things like that, aren't they? Mm, Some people that's true. really do take care of themselves. I might just be shit at it. Maybe that's it. Yeah. I'm just really we're bad at this. Shit. Maybe that's what. <laughs> I think you're right. We're, we're just we're just not good enough at, at peopling. <laughs> what were you going to say, Matt? <laughs> uh, no, sorry. Just so that I'm learning about you, you, you also need to be fair on yourself. I mean, you, you you go on your bike a lot more than I do, and uh, you know you do do quite a bit of stuff, Nick. And you sort of. Oh no, I know. I, I guess that's the sort of reflection. You know, um, I I mean I hope I just. I really hope I keep some perspective of, I don't know if it's perspective, but... Well, yeah, all right. Whether it's perspective or not, what is it that you want to keep? I know on the one hand you said, well, you know, there wasn't any of this big strike in this, that and the other. But at the same time, there have been little nuggets of things that you have said. Yeah. You know, so... Uh, like, I, I just, I just in terms of... Things up, right? What do you want to, what do you want to keep? I guess, I mean, I, th I think that the focus on people's, I mean, I've always been more people interested in, than anything else, you know, but I guess that and, 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 um, I, and not being so bothered by just 
the stuff that surrounds everything. I mean, I'm not not being just so dismissive of it, like oh, I don't have to bother with all that. I'm into much bigger things. But you know, just 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 letting it pass you by, stuff things that you just can't be dealing with. And I, I felt it creep on as I got older. Certain things have annoyed me more and more, and I and I was just thinking, why? I mean, you know, I, there was a guy in the hospital who. Um, didn't even give up smoking even though he had a mask on with oxygen on and he went out and you know and, and you know you could get annoyed about that but what's the point maybe maybe we should you know respect how much of a hardcore smoker he is nothing's going to stop him from having a fact you know yeah, uh, that is dedication I, something very similar stopped me smoking i did the census one year like went out and did the things i would see an old lady who was like wet smoking a cigarette like the whole thing was wet and she just inhaled the whole thing in one rasping breath and it was just soaking wet and i just watched this and i was like i don't i don't think i want to smoke anymore but, but what, it's one of know, the worst things i've ever seen there, it, but you could you know you can take things away from that can't you you can either get really annoyed yeah. about it you can make it help yourself like you have or you can just accept the fact there is nothing you can do about it don't get annoyed about it i mean obviously clearly <laughs> don't follow that example but um but you know Whatever. Sounds like it's been yeah. another a, another sort of good experience for you in, in your um in your quest to reprioritize, which you've been on for, for a long time. Uh, I, have, I, I feel like I've reprioritizing and like trying to um get a sensible balance for how you see things in the world. So yeah, good on you for having a heart attack and giving giving something else a try. Yeah, I recommend it to anyone. <laughs> We are, we are rapidly approaching our out of time time. Yeah, feels like we could actually pick up this topic again and spend some more time with it. To be honest, Matt's taking. I think it we probably should. Heart attack. Bloody Matt. Uh, yeah. Big showy news. <laughs> now, thank you for for speaking about your experience. You know. It's it's good to chat with you guys about everything. Yeah. yeah, maybe we should revisit this then and think a little bit more about the relationship between physical health, mental health, etc. Uh, but if anyone else yeah. has any ideas, any listeners want to chuck some ideas our way, the email or the socials, I guess. Maybe we could do I next month live from a hospital A and E department. That'd be cool, wouldn't it? Yeah, on the on the corridor. You <laughs> could find a space. <laughs> Matt can just do as a walk through the hospital. This is where I was for a week, and I was very sad. And then here was where a man was who made me angry. <laughs> I had some ice cream on this day, though. Ice cream? Are you joking? You didn't get, you didn't ice, get ice cream? cream? No, I got morphine. That was almost as good. Probably even better. Nice. Nice. That's very My cool. favorite meal was morphine and a chip pussy, which was really strange for a cardio ward. <laughs> but welcome, I have to say. Oh, that's wonderful. Oh, well. Until next time. Take care, Take care of yourself and each other. Bye. If you've been affected by anything that we've talked about tonight, that's cool. We were kind of hoping you would be. If you haven't been affected by anything tonight, then that's great too. You're probably fine. Of course, if you say you're fine, there's a good chance you aren't. So you might also have been affected. And if you've been affected before, you probably will be again. Please talk to someone. It can get better, and together we can survive. We are what we overcome. Some big strike.